Hi there, everybody. Welcome to the first episode of Women of Asphalt, Where We Belong podcast. I'm Amy Miller, and with me is Natasha Zipko. Welcome. We're recording today in beautiful Boston, Massachusetts, at the location of the National Asphalt Pavement Association's Minier Meeting. How about that, Natasha? I know. We're sitting here uh, looking out at downtown Boston right now on a perfect summer day. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's a little ironic, though, that our first episode would be taking place in a city that was such a critical part of the founding of our country. Imagine. Imagine what the construction looked like here 242 years ago. Sort of makes me think of that old Virginia Slims commercial. Remember that slogan, you've come a long way, baby? I can say we've certainly come a long way. Oh, my God. Seriously. 260 years ago, these women had as much trouble navigating the cobblestone streets in their heels as <laughs> I have been. Well, I don't think they had on six-inch stilettos, so that was probably the difference. Okay. So, hello to everyone. My name is Natasha Zipko. Um, my day job is a regional manager with Road Science, a division of Armas. Our company is based out of Tulsa, Oklahoma, and I am currently living in Atlanta, Georgia. I've been in the asphalt industry since 2012, selling into the additive space. I'm a graduate of Arizona State University, and I've been living all across the country over the past 20 years, and Atlanta is my home, and I do love it down there. Well, there's nothing like the South, that's for sure. I'm Amy Miller. I'm the National Director for the Asphalt Pavement Alliance. The Alliance is a conglomeration of NAPA, the National Asphalt Pavement Association, the Asphalt Institute, and all the state asphalt pavement associations. So for me, I got my first taste of asphalt in my teen years. I used to work summer jobs at a commercial roofing company, and I can just remember that distinct smell of that asphalt pitch. While some probably were put off by the smell, for me, it actually meant I was earning my own money. So I learned to love it. And little did I know that years later, I would come back to that familiar smell. But in between that time, I became a Gator at the University of Florida. Out of college, I went directly into engineering and eventually evolved that into a technical sales role and then a key account manager. And then eventually I'm the position I currently hold. And I live in North Florida in the greater Jacksonville, Florida area. Our office is actually in Orange Park, Florida. I've been married for 24 years. I have three children and... I like to try to serve in roles within my community as well. So that's a little bit about us. We would love to tell you a little bit about the other women part of the organization, and we're going to be introducing you to them in future podcasts. We want to give them a chance to broadcast their information about Women of Asphalt and Time to Come, but let's introduce who those folks are, and that's Ashley Batson, and Ashley runs the South Carolina Asphalt Pavement Association. There's Tracy Schlick. She's a marketing director for the Asphalt Institute. Uh, Susie McManaman works for Wiregrass Construction. She does their business development there. And then we have Dr. Audrey Copeland, who currently serves as vice president of engineering at NAPA. So those are all the founding board members who work with us. We're going to hear more about them in podcasts to come. And I think we do need to give a special shout out to a couple other ladies who helped in the beginning, Gayla Stokes and Jill Thomas. They were integral in helping us with the development and the early stages of women of asphalt. Absolutely. So, Natasha, I'm just curious, um, what sparked the interest of this organization for you? Other than you co-hursing me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I was so honored when you asked me to join this remarkable group of women when you had this idea to uh, form Women of Asphalt. I do think that this is long overdue. We really need a platform for all women in this industry 
um, which includes all job descriptions, and to be able to support and encourage each other to show that it's not only a great way to earn a living, but to grow as a person. Yes, absolutely. Well, you know, I feel the same way. And we tried to capture that in our mission statement. So Women of Asphalt is a national coalition which supports women in all aspects of the asphalt industry through mentoring, education, and advocacy, and by encouraging women to seek careers in the asphalt industry. I think it's important to share with our listeners our four goals. You know, what we're really focusing on, we'd like to foster and promote mentoring and networking opportunities for women in asphalt, to create professional development opportunities for women in asphalt through education and training, to advocate for women in the asphalt industry, and to encourage other women to join the asphalt industry. So do you remember we got together and we we pulled in some other ladies and sat down and tried to figure out how best to get this thing going. And we decided that the world of asphalt would be a great place to debut. And we came up with this idea of an informal mixer and then having a roundtable event. So if you could imagine on the first day, the first day yeah, of, first of, afternoon, yep. of the world of asphalt, we had bar brought down and set up in front of the Asphalt Institute, pink t-shirts as far as the everywhere. And we we had we hadn't folded them yet. So we had shirts spread out on the floor and there were women on the floor feverishly folding shirts and dividing them up into sizes. <laughs> in the meantime, there's you know the bars being set up and these men just keep kind of coming by like what is going on? I mean you see so few women at these events and then all of a sudden they're all together and there's pink shirts and there's a photo booth going up and just, and there's free alcohol. And there's free alcohol. The alcohol certainly, uh, it certainly helps. So, you know, we we were out there for a couple hours doing it. I mean, I would say it was it was organized, controlled chaos. But yeah. it was it was such a great event. It was such a great kickoff. Probably, I think a lot of it too is because people really didn't know what was going on. There was this great interest in you know what the heck are these yeah. ladies doing over here? Um, we drew an enormous crowd. Um, I think our lesson learned for next year is order more alcohol. <laughs> we ran out of alcohol a couple of times. So we, we have our priorities straight. Make sure there's more alcohol. Make sure there's more alcohol. does like the drink. We yeah. do. We do like the drink. But um, yeah, it was fantastic. The crowds just, it just grew. People kept coming. People putting on hard hats and feather boas and you know, taking pictures at the photo booth and signing up uh, to receive more information about exactly. women at So it was really fun. It was a really, really great way to introduce us to everyone yes. um, prior to our roundtable discussion. Absolutely. Absolutely. And lots of men coming by and asking for shirts for people in their office, you know, their daughters. And, and it certainly set the stage for our more formal event, which was the roundtable the next day. Yeah, there, I think the roundtable discussion, you know, I will be very honest, when, when I got to the room about 20 minutes before it started, and, you know, there were just a few people in there, and I thought, oh, my God, no one's going to come, you know. But, I, you know, there was, there was hardly anyone there, and, and everyone was getting everything set up, and, and Amy and I sat down, and I turned around a few minutes later, and the room was full. It was completely full mm-hmm. of people so that obviously a great sigh of relief like okay they're actually interested in what we're talking Absolutely. about but the roundtable we we had a remarkable event for our first roundtable discussion we started with dr audrey copeland um she did a, maybe a 15 or 20 minute mm-hmm. uh presentation um sharing a lot of facts and figures about the women in the asphalt industry you know opportunities 
uh, that are out there and a lot of stats and numbers and, you know, talking about earning potential and uh, career opportunities. So we started with Audrey to set the stage and then we moved on to, yeah, this question and answer session, which that's what surprised me was just the number of questions, um, just a variety of things that were asked and a lot of questions in regards to work-life balance and how people dealt with different situations. And each of the presenters, we had a really great roundtable and good cross-section of people within the industry with different years of experience. And they each brought a different perspective to those questions. And I've heard later from folks um, that came to my booth after the roundtable that it was really inspirational and they just really appreciated just hearing from other women in the industry. Our panel, uh, we had six women on our panel. That's I think. Great, yeah. um, you know, we brought in a, a cross-section from the industry. From the industry. Yeah. There were a lot of women who did a lot of different things. That's exactly right. <laughs> from um, the industry. It was so refreshing, their honest feedback. Yeah. Um, talking about their experiences, how they got into the industry. You know, it were 98 percent men in the industry. I believe that the women of asphalt will become a force to be reckoned with. Mm -hmm. Um, Promoting women in the industry is really going to have a lot to do with how the men embrace advancement, taking on more leadership roles than than before. That's exactly right. And we even within that audience, we had some pretty strong players in the marketplace who were there and, and brought their own employees there. And we've been needing this, right? It's just a good mm-hmm. platform to encourage women. We need more workers in our industry, period. We have a shortage. There are certainly opportunities that are available to women that they probably are not aware of. This is not a real sexy industry, right? I mean, it's not about um, the fun stuff that some of us like to do, but it is a very good, solid industry with lots of growth potential. And as Audrey pointed out, If you look at the average um, earnings from a woman in our industry versus a lot of other industries, the difference between male and female pay in our industry is much better than the many, many other industries. So lots of opportunities here, and and we hope through Women of Asphalt that we're able to encourage women to get involved in this industry, and they'll see that um, there's great potential for long-term growth and um, long-term benefits and, and personal growth as well. We, everything, I think pretty much as soon as we got to World of Asphalt and we had our mixer and we started to see people are really excited about oh, yeah. this. So by the end of that week, just the amount of enthusiasm and interest from across the industry, it was overwhelming. It really was a great way to end, you know, that first week, those events we put on. We put so much time and effort and thought into doing it um, and not really knowing, you know, how people were going to respond to it. So it was nice to see the level of interest, but, you know, I think, Amy, you said it best, you're like, you know, we lit a match, we started a forest fire, like, bring in Smokey, what have you, what what this idea you came up with? Um, Well, every person on our our group, they have a full-time job, right, so this is just something we're doing in addition to our job, and although we would love to move this at lightning speed, it's certainly a process, and we want to be very successful in this venture, So we're taking baby steps to make sure that we put down solid footing as we move forward. I think that's been the hardest part for us, you know, especially me having a sales background. You know, I see an opportunity to fill a need, whether it's for a customer or for a woman in the industry that's looking for, you know, this this platform to help her. And uh, 
you know, we just want to take off full speed ahead, but we really had to put the brakes on um, because we want to do it right. We want to make sure that, that we, you know, cross all our T's and dot all our I's. We're asking for a lot um, from our sponsors, you know, and we want them to know that the money they contribute is going to be going towards worthy projects. And then, um, I guess that we're worthy of it and that it's going to, it's, it is going to be a good investment. Yeah. So where are we with the, the 501 the share that we're going to take on, right? Yeah, so we're we're finalizing our bylaws. We're applying, applying for incorporation and for 501 status. So these are more mundane items that have to be handled, but they're they're certainly necessary. It might be important to sort of talk about um, beyond that. You know, recently we decided to uh, team up with uh, Kristen Polly at the Asphalt Payment Association of Indiana. And we've have a, had a lot of requests for folks wanting to have their own regional women of asphalt group. And that was one of the many requests we got. How can we do this locally? And in the process of, of, of baby steps to get to the big picture, we decided that we would work with Kirsten and Polly and do a prototype of what a regional group might look like. So, you know, World of Asphalt next year in 2019 is going to be in Indianapolis. And Kirsten is located there. So she's beginning to develop a regional group, which will be our first outreach locally for women of asphalt. Our goal is to have everything in place with, with Kirsten and her group, kind of figure out what is the best, the structure, how, right. how we want this, so that we can pass this off to, to people, to women across the country that want to, uh, want to start a chapter in their state. There's, you know, going to be, slight variances regionally, right. I think, with, with what people feel is more of a need in their marketplace. But but we really would like to start with a very consistent framework and build off of that. Absolutely. And it's not to say that if you're in an area and you want to pull together some women of asphalt in your area and you want to have a little gathering, maybe it's not under the auspices of women of asphalt, but maybe you just want to get together and have your own little gathering. We've already had some ladies that have done that in different areas of the country. There's absolutely nothing that you know would keep you from doing that. So we actually encourage that and we just love to know about it. But in time, we want to be able to support regional groups. We're just not there yet. <laughs> and I think, you know, you mentioned this before, and I think it really um, is worth noting again, this is a, a volunteer organization. Right. Um, you know, the, the women, founding members of the Women of Asphalt Council are all full-time professional women with big jobs and big responsibilities and a lot on their plate. So um, I think I speak for all of, all of our founding members that we're so fortunate that our employers have been so um, uh, supportive. Building, yeah. yeah. I mean, not only, you know, coming to the table with financial sponsorship, but, but they understand they're, they're making sure that we have time in our week and our day-to-day schedule. They're allowing us to carve out some time because they see how important it is, mm-hmm. whether it's with an association or whether it's, you know, with a, a producer mm-hmm. member or, you know, in my case, an admin supplier. Mm-hmm. So, no one is no one is asking us. No one's forcing us to do this. We, I think we all signed on to it because we really think it's a labor of love, and and we want to we want to help be the change. Absolutely. Well, let's talk about World of Asphalt 2019. World of Asphalt. Yeah. We bring it around wait. the corner. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be here sooner than than we can imagine. But last year we did two events, so we're actually going to add a third event in this year, and we're keeping that under wraps right now. 
because um, we're finalizing the details on it, but that third event is going to be really fantastic. So stay tuned on that. I know that as time progresses, we're going to be advertising our events. We're working with AEM, which is the producer of um, World of Asphalt, and they've already said they would help advertise our events. NAPA, AI, the state associations will also Anyway, we can't wait. It was so much fun last year. I can't wait to break out all those pink hard hats again and those pink Uh boas and props and continue on. So, by the way, if you'd like to see pictures from last year's photo booth, you can check them out on our website at womenofasphaltcouncil.com. We learned so much from what we did last year. And and it's worth mentioning that Mm -hmm. on our website... There is a section on our website for you to share your contact information with us, and yes. and that'll help us keep in contact with you as we move forward. Um, but there's also a comment section in there. So, you know, if you're planning on attending World of Asphalt next year, um, or if there's something that you know you feel that you are needing that you think might be an area that we could potentially help with as mm-hmm. we're developing mm-hmm. the Women of Asphalt, um, please feel free to share that with us. You know, I. We're here at the end of the day to help women in the industry, and we know our experiences, but we want to hear what yours are. And Absolutely. What you as well. Yeah. So if you just go to as Natasha said, com, and um, right on the front page, on the splash page, there is a place where you can actually so send us drop us a note. I think is what it says. You can go on there and actually put your name, email address, and that puts you in our database. And we're happy to take any thoughts and suggestions you might have as well. There's no cost to be a part of what we're doing right now. So um, really, it's just a matter of going on, signing up. And um, as we move forward, we'll use that database to relay information. And of course, we also have a Facebook page. So um, you can check us out on Facebook, too, and and like us on on that as well. We try to communicate um, through there also. Yeah, one of the things we've been asking is to... uh... Take those pictures, post post pictures of you and, and the women that you work with with the hashtag I am a W-O-A, I am a woman of asphalt. Yep. Um, and we've, we've had a lot of, we've actually reached a lot of people on the Facebook page. I'm really excited about yeah. um, about using that platform to, to share our message. Absolutely. And let's not forget about our T-shirts. You heard Natasha t-shirts. talk about yes, <laughs> our, our light pink T-shirts that we gave out last year. They were in high demand. We had many requests after the actual mixer for more. So um, we've gotten more made. And we had a request to develop T-shirts that were safety colors. So we now have two different safety colors, the sort of pink and neon yellow sort of colors that have our Women of Asphalt Council on there. We are going to be selling those. We have them in all sizes. You can drop us a note through the website. They're twenty dollars each, and these um, T-shirts just, you know, one help sponsor some of the activities that we have, but number two, they're a great way to um, advertise that there is this platform out there for the ladies out there on the roads and the fields that are working in asphalt, and it's a way to sort of support people, women within your your own organization. And we were able to do that previously, have all those t-shirts, because we had all these fantastic sponsors who stepped up before World of Asphalt last year. We, our sponsors, I mean, half off. There's two that I, I think are worth mentioning. Uh, Dan Gallagher was yes. the first to uh, to write a check for Women of Asphalt. The minute he heard about this 
he pulled up, he opened up his wallet and, you know, said, Amy, how much did you need? That's exactly so, right. He wrote a check and he went in at the highest level and said, this is something we need to be doing. And he really helped support it. And of course, sending his own people there. And he did. Yeah. He did. So, you know, a very special thank you to him. Um, but also to uh, Blackledge. Oh, absolutely. Blackledge yeah. and, uh, and Jennifer Mestry and Mary to be, yeah. sorry, <laughs> Mary to be, to, to those two, they have just been a lifesaver. I will, I will admit on this podcast, I am not a millennial. Therefore, I feel <laughs> that I'm slightly lacking in, uh, in some of the, the technology, but I'm learning and they've been just wonderful to work with and to help us during the roundtable discussion mm-hmm. and, you know, live, live tweeting during and streaming, streaming and, and yeah. you know, all, all the cool stuff that those young kids do. And to Blackledge for um, supporting. Right. They were a sponsor. Plus, they also have, have allowed Jennifer and Mary to have a high level of involvement with us to be able to do a lot of things that we've been able to do that we would not have been able to do otherwise. In fact, they're responsible for producing this podcast. So a big thank you to them. So I I think we just have to add, I just have to get this in there. Um, So we are beginning to prepare for World of Basketball 2019, which means that we'll be looking for sponsors again for that event. So if you're listening and your organization would like to be involved in this worthy event, um, we'll, we're happy to receive anything, no amount too small, too large. Um, we just appreciate the financial support. We appreciate the support of passing our mm-hmm. website along to people within your organization, to sending your folks and, and to be involved. Yeah, thank you again. Thank you to everyone and to those who, who did donate last year. You know, we hope that we can count on you again for, for next year. And, you know, you might not be the person that can write the check in your organization, but um, if you would be so gracious to, to share what we're doing with that person, there's such a need for more women in this industry. And we've heard time after time after time, we're actually at the Napa mid-year meeting here. Um, you know, Amy and I, there's maybe a couple dozen women here, you know, and, and a few hundred men. Um, and they know what we're doing. They they know the women of asphalt are, we're here, you know, and, and we're sharing our message and they've just been so tremendously supportive of that. So absolutely. Um, yeah. And even if your company can't, please, we'd love to, ha- we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear how things are and we'd love to get some information from you. Yeah. So with that, with this being our very first podcast, I think we need to do a little toast Natasha, to to the first of many future um, Women of Asphalt, Where We Belong podcast, to all the sponsors who made this possible, all the women in the industry, every single one of them, all the roller operator, paver, what else, Natasha? People on the inside, on um, sales and the marketing team. Engineers, research. Yeah. yeah. So all of those women that uh, that are out there listening, that are out there making the asphalt industry great. You know, we appreciate your support. We look forward to meeting all of you. Come find us at World of Asphalt. And yeah, here's to the Women of Asphalt. All right. Thank you for listening in today. We look forward to hearing from you all through our website and seeing you out on the road. Be safe. Great. Bye, everybody. Bye bye. The road is where you fade away. Despite the